Welcome to another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey. I'm a rapid breakthrough and personal performance coach and a rapid transformation therapy practitioner. It's my absolute privilege to be here today connecting you with our incredible, incredible guest. So today our guest is Kelly Smith. Now Kelly is a shaman and I was really blessed to do some work with Kelly and actually go on what's called a spirit journey with Kelly. I had heard about these experiences and I was very curious and I chose to be open-minded about it and Kelly has just got such a beautiful, caring heart. So Kelly, yes, she's a shaman and she supports her clients align to their highest potential through taking them on these incredible spirit journeys. Now Kelly is trained with amazing shamanic practitioners such as Robert Moss, Sandra Ingerman, and Kelly supports one-on-one clients as well as groups in this incredible work that she delivers to the world. So I was very blessed to do this interview in person with Kelly. She actually dropped by my house and we were able to record this in person. So that was a lot of fun. And this is just to give you an idea of the kind of beautiful soul Kelly is. When she turned up, she brought me these beautiful mushrooms, these lion's mane mushrooms. And it was just a really beautiful experience. We had a cup of cacao, we sat down, uh, cacao with mushroom in it, of course, sat down and had this beautiful conversation that was just so, so enriching. So I'm very, very excited to share this with you. Now, if you get value from this, do me a favor and share this out with people who you feel might benefit from it. This is a conversation that I wouldn't have been open-minded to a few years ago. So I was very grateful that Kelly guided me through this, you know, this conversation, explain what she does so elegantly. And I can't tell you how, how much of an impact Kelly's having in so many people's lives. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to today's show and enjoy the session with Kelly Smith. So Kelly, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here. I know this is going to be an awesome conversation. So great, great to have you here in the house. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting yeah, me. You're so welcome. So ladies and gents, I've personally uh, had the privilege of working with Kelly. Kelly's actually taken me, it was called the Spirit Journey. Is that correct? Yeah, Spirit Journey. Yeah. And what else did we do? There was some other part of that. Wasn't um, we just had a consultation, so a shamanic consultation. Um, where I'm able to see for you beyond ordinary reality, help you navigate and bring some more information in. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very powerful. So the reason I remember I saw you on a podcast, another Tasmanian podcast, and then I was like, I've got to talk to this amazing woman. <laughs> and we had, a, we had a conversation. It was when you were talking about how you work with the energy around people and, and yeah. you work on that energy field because sometimes in in, I guess, the, the physical reality, you'd call it. Yeah. Things can be hard to move, but you actually yeah. shift the energy. Which yeah, is super it's cool. like having a backstage pass. So you yeah. go behind the scenes to move things around a little bit. And that's where all of the orchestration happens, really. Yeah. Um, everything happens in energy first and then matter later because matter and the physical reality is so much slower energy is very fast yeah i love that so often when you're even if you're doing things like with your coaching and you're helping people visualize the reality they want to live that's what helps bring it into manifestation because that's the first part of the process yes yeah, yeah so it, it makes a lot of thought uh, a lot of sense because i always say it begins well as we know it begins with thought yeah. so that little idea and that's thoughts are energy aren't they yeah they are there's yeah. been a lot of scientific research around that as well and even if you go into the quantum fields um with like very advanced mathematics and science they are finding more and more now like they thought the atom was like the smallest 
energy, but then you take the atom apart and like you go deeper and it's like clocks the original, like the base energy and it mm-hmm. is energy. It's like energy or electricity and that's what everything's created from. Yes. So every single thing, the table, our clothes, our thoughts, they're actually all made from the same energy mm-hmm. current. Yeah. And so you can change your reality around you using thoughts or moving energy. Mm. Yeah. So powerful. And obviously this is, this is a thoughts on purpose podcast. So it yeah. makes a lot of sense that I, I would talk to, to talk to you because like you're a master at this stuff. So you've talked to me about how you got into this work before we dive into, you know, some more practical things. And I also want to talk about just to plant the seeds of what's to come, um, how people can use or start working with energy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if they can. I'm part, I, obviously, I'm aware of the thought side of things, but I'd love yeah. to hear from you how maybe yeah. everyday people can start mucking around with energy, shifting a bit of energy in their life, especially in this time. Yeah. But I'd love to hear just how you got into this work and and why this work. I was looking for answers that I couldn't access through the physical reality Mm -hmm. Um, and it ended up being through meditation originally. So I began, I did a weekend course for my 30th birthday, um, Transcendental Meditation. Yeah, cool. And I did that in Tasmania where I was living in Queensland but I came down for a holiday here. Okay. And the feeling I got when I did that um, course, it brought me to this place of such deep peace and understanding just by accessing that part of my mind and my Mm. thought process through using a mantra. And after a year of doing that practice every day, I was able to access deeper realms of myself that I had never been in contact with before. Wow. And then um, I started looking for more ways in to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I found um, a shamanic teacher named Sandra Ingerman, and mm-hmm. she was doing a course. And she was primarily teaching the technique of the spirit journey, which is what I use. Yes. And then I also found another teacher, Robert Moss, mm-hmm. and he teaches dream re-entry. So everybody has dreams at night, but not everybody remembers them. Mm. So he teaches you, first of all, how to remember your dreams. Second of all, how to access that part of your mind. So when you wake up in the morning, you kind of lose that. It's because it's a different part of your mind. And he teaches you how to access that in your waking hours. So because it's all of this information, like in the subconscious. Yes. Um, and he teaches you how to enter back into that information, how to access it. Wow. Yeah, so I really loved working with him uh-huh. um, and going into that dream state intentionally. And then that worked really cohesively with what I learned with Sandra Ingerman and the spirit journey. And the access way that they taught me to access that was using the drum beat. Mm-hmm. So the repetitive beat of a drum, um, it actually changes your brain waves into a theta state. Mm-hmm. So it allows you access to different areas of your mind. Because we use very little little part of our mind, our brain. Yeah. We don't use much of it at all. I've, I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just on the dreams, I'm fascinated, like, why? And we, we touched on this before, but why is it important for people to remember their dreams? Well, it's um, a greater part of yourself. Uh-huh. Like, in your awake state, you have your human personality and your daily life, and that is, like, one facet of who you are and in your dream state you can remember places you've been or times you've lived um, if people believe in past lives or it can be dna memory 
um, okay. through your ancestral line. Interesting. So you can remember more of who you are. Mm-hmm. And once you have those memories, you can integrate it into your life now. So strengths you've had, characteristics you've had, battles you've fought or wins you've had, mm. you can draw that memory back into yourself. So imagine like when you're training at the gym, um, all of that training leads you to have a better, stronger body. Yes. And when you're doing meditation, that leads your mind to have a more focused and dynamic mind. Yeah. Well, you can start to draw back parts of yourself that you've learned from in other lives or that your DNA history from your ancestors have learned. Got it. So it's a really invaluable resource. I love that. So, it, And it's just the dream state is just an access point. To that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super interesting. So do you, do you, in your experience, does your mind show you things kind of like sneakily? It's like, yeah. hey, you've got this available. It's like in yeah. a movie. It's like showing you all the different options of what movies you can see. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So in um, just ordinary dream state at night. Yeah. The pieces that you remember from that, um, you kind of create a map for yourself to then intentionally go into if there are things you're interested in. You've like seen something, remembered it's like a it's like you find the door and you walk through the door and you see what you find there. Um, mm. And yeah, it's fascinating. It's like learning more about yourself. It's super cool. Yeah. I love that. I and love then that. you start to like fall in love with yourself because you realize how like. Um, dynamic and multifaceted and like amazing and beyond what you realize you are mm. and it's kind of like meeting other people but they're all just you <laughs> yeah that is that is I, I love the idea and obviously we've done some of that work and that was game changing for me the, the conversation we had was it's in my mind every single day now like I remember it and I feel more powerful from that conversation because of yeah. what like the information you made me aware of so I love this and my intention through all the work I do is just to support people like be the most the fullest versions of themselves so what you're saying is exactly that yeah and you know in the past I would have been I was brought up very you know strict catholic family I would have heard charm and I would have been oh yeah you know based on that conditioning but I I've just become so open to and I've had you know everyone from pastors on my podcast to you know you name it I've had so many incredible humans and I just see so many options out there for people to access more of who they really are yeah and it's it's beautiful work that you're doing and it's just so so transformational for people and you you give you offer such a depth to people's lives when they work with you as well so i love that it's just it's music to my ears really so what what would you say are some of the common misconceptions around the work you do um yeah sometimes people can be a little bit afraid yeah um, what are they afraid of mainly? Often I think people will be afraid that I will see something they don't want me to see. Uh-huh. Oh, like people are quite um, protective, okay. often protective of themselves. Yes. But the thing is whenever I'm working with a person, it's only me working with other aspects of yourself or your higher self. So they're showing me what they want you to see. It's like you showing me what you want to see. So mm. I'm just like translating the information. So I can never go where someone doesn't give me permission not to go. Um, and even if they don't say that, like that's an energetic thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an energetic okay. thing. So like yourself is always protected by your higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never be able to access anything that you don't want me to access on a high level. Yeah. Um, and often people are afraid of change. So they will be, they will know what I tell them 
because they're telling it to themselves through me, yes. will create change and they can be nervous about um, creating that change for themselves. Okay, amazing. So th that makes a lot of sense. And also I'm fascinated you use the term higher self. For people who might be hearing that maybe for the first time, right, that sounds a little bit out there, like what is who is the higher self? Yeah. Well, if you're not spiritually minded, the, when I'm referring to the higher self, I'm just referring to that part of your mind, the subconscious that oversees everything you do mm -hmm. in your ordinary life yeah. that you don't always have access to. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like how you go to sleep at night and you know you will breathe and your heart will beat because there is a body intelligence, but there's also a mind and subconscious intelligence that helps operate all your systems. Mm. Um, for people that are spiritually minded, they understand that there's your human personality and then there are more advanced versions of yourself that are beyond the earth realm mm -hmm. or beyond your physical body. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I love that. What would you say is a conversation that you would love to have with more people that maybe you're not able to have it with as many people as you'd like. Yeah, I have this idea of something I'd like to do where it's just called um, truth sessions. Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of things people are afraid to talk about about themselves, like they're ashamed or they don't think anyone else has experienced that or they feel alone, and it makes all these blockages. Mm -hmm. um, so... I like the idea and I've tried it out with some friends that I'm close to and we just have these truth sessions and it's amazing because you can kind of mirror off each other. It's mm -hmm. kind of like confessions okay. or yep. um, something similar to that where you're like, oh, there's this thing I've done or seen or felt that I don't really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about it and then someone else is like, oh, my God, that's happened to me too, it creates this release and this relief. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I'm interested in. I'm not sure how to navigate it yet, but it's definitely yeah. been brought to my attention. Um, this, and it's just people trying to protect themselves. And with social media and these things today that are a really great way for people to connect, some people use them as a way to kind of create a mask for themselves yes, yes. and not really truthfully and honestly express who they yeah. are. But when people feel able to and safe to express their truth, they just bloom mm -hmm. and all of this debris falls off them, all this crust yes, <laughs> that yes. they've been hiding behind. Yeah. So I would love to create a safe space where people can be honest about who they are mm -hmm. and what their dreams are and what they feel mm -hmm. without that societal or cultural or whatever it is um, conditioning kind of restricting them. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I love that. And obviously in my coaching work I, I do sessions where I, I, I'm supporting people and so much of the work I find myself doing is helping people remember who they really are. Yeah. And I, I sense that you're doing the same thing. It's it's unlearning who you who you think that you are, who you're actually not, yeah. you're pretending to be because you're trying to please other people yeah. or whatever else, and you actually remember who you are. Yeah. And and I do that in this life, but what you're doing is actually helping people remember who they were in, in previous lives. Yeah, because which is really cool. often a person will, like you have your personality, but you have like your soul blueprint. 
and people have a similar expression or purpose over different lifetimes or over different um, DNA files through their ancestors, you know. Uh So it's very strong and if you try to repress it or if you try to take a path that's not aligned to that, you get really blocked and people get very frustrated and Mm -hmm. you get all these anxiety and insomnia and stress energy because it's all kind of congested in there. Yes. I'm always really interested when people are suffering in that way because I'm like, oh, it's actually your force, you know. You have all this energy and this charge that wants to come through. It needs a direction. So I love trying to help people unlock that. Yeah. And would you agree, like I've heard that people say emotions, and this this is my belief as well, like I've taken it on because it makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm curious to find out what you think that uh, your emotions are feedback, like they're letting you know if you're on path or off path. Yeah. And that sounds overly simplistic, but it makes sense to me. Do you, would you agree? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Okay. And I think it can feel complicated if you can't read the emotions mm-hmm. um, because if you're feeling stressed or you're feeling like pressured or like it's all very congestive so you can't read your own signals. Yes. People have trouble um, reading their own signals that they're sending themselves. So sometimes I think that's why it becomes more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess, well, that's one of the reasons I can work with you. Even though I coach people every day and I'm around amazing people and I've worked with so many coaches, I wanted to work with you because it's like I know I've got some blind spots. I can't see them no matter how much work I do, no matter how many books I read. You just There comes a point where you need other people in your corner who can... Totally see what you can't yeah and we all do that we all get like assistance or allies or you know can you have a look at this from another perspective so i can see the bigger picture yeah um it's really good to be able to do that too we're really lucky in tasmania we have amazing people to work with yeah even in person i'm finding that out more and more like you were um I, I, and I feel like I've got a lot more people to meet because I'm hearing about this because it's kind of a new world to me I'm I sort of felt like I was the only one there at one stage, but now I'm yeah. like, oh, there's more. It's really cool. <laughs> I'm not the only crazy one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. I love that. Um, I, you know, I've got some notes here that I'm just, I'm just trusting. My, we spoke about trusting my intuition more, so I'm, yeah. I'm trusting my intuition. Um, question I've got would be around: What do you think? You know, why are people brought to the planet and put on Earth? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are here um, playing out a story that's been going on for a long time and they're Mm -hmm. just participating in the experience and it can be beautiful or it can be ugly, but it's enriching them as a person, as a soul. Mm -hmm. And then other people are brought here for creating change because the earth is evolving as each individual is evolving as well. And at the moment we're at this like peak phase of this change in the earth's evolution so there's a lot of friction yes um so some people have come here to be part of the change and they can do that just by bringing their frequency here everybody has like energy signature everybody has a unique energy signature that they bring to the earth so there's this alchemy of all of the people on the planet now all these energies coming together Mm. And the people that, the souls that choose to come here to help with the Earth's evolution, um, it's like a really big mission uh, because it's not their normal cycle. It's They've kind of moved out of that cycle phase and now they're coming back 
because they love the earth and the earth is a beautiful being and they want to assist the earth in this ascension or evolution process. Yes. So I see that happening and I like to try and help work with those people because it can be a struggle for them. They might feel like they don't belong here or there's no one like them or like they feel quite alienated often. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's, you mentioned to me, that's a real focus of your work now. You're going to support those people in yeah. particular. That's, yeah. Because they're yeah. often, they're usually working with other people, supporting other people, and they can feel like, you know, they've got a lot of weight on their shoulders. Mm. And it's very heavy work or it's um, tiring and draining. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have um, leaders and light warriors, I call it, mm-hmm. that focus on, I, I really want to, um, kind of focus my attention on working with those people that need me the most. Yes. Um, because, you know, I can help different people with different things, but I have very specific gifts that um, I feel like I should really focus them where they can do the biggest amount of change or help. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It makes so much sense. When you were 30, can I ask? And you felt called to go and move into meditation. What was, because I sensed that you were seeking something. Yeah, so it was really interesting. It was actually like one of those forks in the road or a crossroad. Because I wanted, what I wanted to do for my 30th was go skydiving. Uh And one of my friends was like freaking out and making it like really difficult, (laughs) being like, you'll die and like getting really worked up and being to the point where I'm like, it's not really worth going through this just because of how stressed you are. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, So then I chose to do the Transcendental Meditation Workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it was was one of those crossroads and it was really, um, they did it, with ritual and ceremony and practice and they took you deeply through it and they had a lot of support (laughs) and um, it's continuing, like the support you can keep doing and you can keep um, attending groups and you can. But the thing was that I found amazing was like I had meditated before in yoga classes and different things, Mm -hmm. but it was sitting with the teacher who had the energy of the Maharishi who had brought Transcendental Meditation to the West, mm-hmm. sitting in her energy when I was meditating made it like a thousand times stronger. Interesting. And then when I would go away and meditate by myself, it would be completely different. And that was like one of the first times I realised how other people's energy affects you so much. She was like a massive amplifier. So when I sat with her, I would go so deep into such peace. Mm -hmm. And when I was practicing by myself, it was really fragmented and a bit scattered. And then so I'd come back and sit with her and I'd be like, oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so how how did they set up that? that Like what is it? Is the right terminology, an energy field or how how do they set up? She just kind of radiated that energy out. So sitting with her um, and when you're both meditating with the same intention or with the purpose. Oh, so she, so, so she was actually the instructor. She sit with me, yeah. Okay. So, so, so I was getting the impression that she had passed on and uh, somehow you were like no. created. I was like, she was, how does this work? She's physically sitting with me. <laughs> physically, okay. That makes sense. That energy okay. of calm and that makes sense. Um, yeah. Maharishi has passed on, and but he was one of the teachers that brought it. So... In that way, it's kind of like he is behind her as well as her energy and personality. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Makes makes a lot of sense. I love that. Yeah. 
Mm. I, I've done transcendental meditation. It was absolutely game changing. So I, I was doing the two 20 minute sessions a day. So yeah, same. I think, yep. yeah. Okay. So okay. I did that for a year consistently before I started learning spirit journeys. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite sure the focus and the calm that I attained doing the transcendental meditation really made a difference learning the um, spirit journeys because you yes. have to be able to enter that state like into the calm. Yes and then begin. Otherwise, you could spend all the time trying to get yourself into the calm before you even get to where you're going. Yes, I and, can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So when you were when you were a young lady, maybe five, six, did you think one day, I want to grow up and become a shaman? No. <laughs> but when I was little, I had an imaginary friend that okay. I used to talk to. Interesting. And um, later when I was learning about spirits and different realms and things, I'm like, oh, yeah, children can see much more than we can. Mm -hmm. We kind of get very earthed in this physical reality, whereas kids are kind of a little bit open still and their minds work differently. Their minds aren't fully developed. Mm -hmm. Their brains aren't fully developed. So um, I realised that I always had that gift, like being able to interact with the spirit world and the only way my parents or people really knew how to, what that was, was like, oh, she has an imaginary friend. She's like talking to <laughs> someone over there. Yeah, okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what, what was that for you? Like, do you remember what you saw? Yeah. So he was just like my friend. His name okay. was Tim. He was okay. green. Really? <laughs> I think he was a earth spirit or a plant spirit. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, because like um my parents weren't around that much. And I didn't have little brothers then. I did. I did have brothers later, and I think when my brothers were born, then I spent time with them instead. Got it. So I was like very much off in the spirit realms as a little kid, mm-hmm. um, talking with the spirits and being the earth. And then when my brothers were born, then I was with them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. For people who are listening to this and they're like, oh, this sounds really cool. I want to start moving energy and, and just trying to stop forcing things through physical effort. Yeah. What can they start doing? I think visualisation is a very powerful way of moving energy. Yes. Um, because your mind doesn't really know the difference between what you've visualised and what you see in the physical reality because that's just the way your brain is. Mm-hmm. So if you can get good, and if you're not good at visualising, you can make a vision board. Like you can yep. find pictures of things that you want in your life if it's like a beautiful house or somewhere nice to live or a job that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If you put that on the vision board and you look at it every day, your mind starts to believe that's the reality and it starts to create it through energy. Yes. But I always like to visualise before I go to sleep mm-hmm. because then you're also moving into that dream state so you have a more powerful platform to work with. Yep. So if you're visualising your life the way you dream it to be and then you go into the dream state, it helps like bring it in more powerfully. Yes, uh, I, I agree a thousand percent. I I support all my clients with visualisation techniques and the yeah. difference it makes is it's amazing. night and day. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. I had this hilarious thing where sometimes it can misfire a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I put on my vision board um, a picture of the little cabin that my family have in Norway uh-huh. on the lake because I wanted to go travel there. Yes. And then the next rental place I moved into looked identical to that cabin and I was like, damn it. Uh- <laughs> Too much on the too much on the building, not enough on the, the location. Location, yeah. So I, can, I can I can resonate with that a lot. I've had things, the very similar things happen. I was like, 
damn, I should have been more specific. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. You know, opening my mind <laughs> yeah. to bigger potentials. Yeah, I, I get that. Wow. Yes, but you can, what you like. It's kind of funny, though, because you're like, okay, well, I can definitely see that works. Yes. My focus wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah, I, I get it. But then also wherever you end up, it's exactly where you need to yeah. be. So there's kind of humor in the whole, yeah, the whole it was setup. Very yeah, I got it. I love that. Um, I, I One of my clients was asking that they were fascinated by this idea of, you know, working with a shaman yeah. and doing all this. But they were asking, do you need to start, like, to get the most out of a sh- shamanic experience? That's the right yeah. term, isn't it? Yeah. Do you need to start taking psychedelics yourself or doing doing anything like that to yes. get the most out of the well, experience? Well, some shamans are specifically plant medicine shamans mm. and they will use plant medicines for their clients to get them into that altered state. Um, but I use the drum for my way of entering into that state and I like that because it has a resonance that works with the client as well. So the client's listening to the drum beat while they listen to my voice and it allows their mind to enter that altered state as well and allows mm-hmm. all the information and the energy to go into their mind while it's in the theta state. And there's no risk of them um, being having a reaction to plant medicines or having to deal with their expanded consciousness not coming back in in integrated form. If you're working in that way, it really needs to be a much longer process, like being brought in, having fasting, having the experience being brought out, having yes. a clean diet and integrating that back into your life. Whereas someone can come and see me for an hour and they can go from their ordinary life into the dream state and then back out into yep. their ordinary life. Yep. Yeah. That's why I love what you did. It was just <laughs> to the point. The drum was incredible when you made it yourself, which was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful drum. Yeah, it is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Uh, so that's what I loved about it. And I, yeah, I've heard stories of clients who have gone down that path and they think they need to go and do all this plant medicine. They actually, they, they actually get lost. They, they, yeah. Like their whole life may end up very confused and yeah. it serves a purpose for sure. And I know some people have done it incredibly well. Yeah. But I think it has its place. Definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was going to try and take that avenue because I didn't know another avenue to take and I, mm-hmm. I was going to go to Peru and work with the ayahuasca. Yes. Um, but then I almost immediately found another way, which was with the drum. And with that, I feel like they were also showing me you don't need to take another door because this one's open for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it does, It I think working the way I do with the drum also makes you have to be very focused and like plant medicine will just force you into the other realms. Got it. Whereas with the drum, you have to be with intention and purpose and focus and you have to remain in that focused intention state during the life, not just like if you use a plant medicine, it's like pushing the door open. Yeah. But with the drum, it's kind of like gently opening it and gently closing it again. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. just... um, different way yeah. yeah i like it and, and i do hypnosis with my clients which yes. is which is another you know obviously we have inductions and we we use our voice we use yeah. suggestions so it's, it's very similar work but in in a unique in a unique way i love i love the idea of the drum and i love i love the experience of it it was incredibly for me having been hypnotized many times and having your the experience you know in the urn because kelly's got the beautiful urn um it was 
just as profound, like a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's it's doing the same thing, isn't it? It's putting the brain in that deeply yeah. suggestible and relaxed state. Yeah. And you're, but except you're you're moving beyond, uh, you know, this reality, which is really amazing. Yeah. So the drum and my voice helps me stay with my body yes. while I'm also traveling. So, like, I step out of myself, but I remain with myself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a tether. The drum keeps me in that state. And I can check back in so I can be, like, you know, checking in. The clients say if everything's fine, okay, I'm still out here, I'm doing this, yep. gathering information, working uh-huh. in the other worlds. So I find it, I think it's just a great tool. And I have done it without the drum, and you can do it without the drum, but it's doesn't feel as nice mm-hmm. it feels like hard work yep that makes sense <laughs> yeah oh so fascinating hmm. i i remember when i was young i i used to be really terrified of spirits or anything outside of like my little belief system mm-hmm. and a part of me still, it sort of has some hesitancy around, well, because I'm mindful that there are forces out there that do move into the dark, like dark forces. Yeah. And how do you, how do you separate the two, like, between, because I know people open up these realms and they can, mm. like, I've heard people speaking about opening up portals and mm. like, what is that? Yeah. Are you for, like... What is this? Can you explain this world a little bit yeah. more and dark forces and all this? Sure. So because I learned with a teacher, they teach you practices of how to create a safe space for yourself okay. when you're beginning mm-hmm. and to build on that as you go further and further out. So in the beginning, I would just practice with the drum and going out to meet a guide and coming back in. And then you would like stretch a little bit more, but it's always like you're creating an energy field where it's safe for you and going out. And when I was little, the same as having imaginary friends, I used to like slip into that state when I would Mm. go to sleep. And that's terrifying. If you're not creating a safe space for you to safely be anchored in your body and then going out intentionally, if you're just like kind of slipping into that um, other world reality yes that is like a waking nightmare Mm. so because really um in different cultures or in different times or if i had grown up where my ancestors grown up someone would have taught us when we were kids how Mm. to use these practices but because we didn't have teachers i had to eventually find a teacher um so it can be quite scary if you're not protected and you're not understanding of the potential of other energies kind of just wanting to attach to you or wanting to access through you. So that's, so how does that work? Like there's forces or energies out there that want to resurface and they look for ways to get back into the present moment. Is that how it works? Well, it's kind of like the natural world. There are, um, parasites like ticks and leeches and creatures like that yep. that need to live off another being like cool. they, they can't create their own food source or energy source mm-hmm. they have to leech it off another being and there are it can be very different all the time but some 
most people and pretty much everyone you would know is connected directly to their own source light energy and that is their life force mm -hmm. some energies or some people have disconnected themselves from that in order to get power or in order to try to claim domain that doesn't belong to them and then they need to hijack energy from other people because they're not oh. getting it directly from source wow so in life when you're with people it is the same as if you're outside of this reality you always have to be mindful of who you bring into your home who mm -hmm. you bring into your space and be mindful about boundaries yes it's very similar when you're working in the spirit world as when you're working in the human world yeah that's fascinating that was beautifully explained by the way i like that yeah so parasites and ticks that's yeah <laughs> kind of freaky but a good metaphor I like yeah that. yeah yeah i i like to refer back to the earth and our natural reality because the earth's wisdom is just phenomenal yes. and amazing and yes. so in-depth uh -huh. whenever i feel like i'm a bit lost or i'm a bit tired and worn out i just like look at the earth or sit with the earth and i watch nature it's a permaculture principle actually just sitting with the earth and watching watching the birds and the animals and the moss and the grass mm. and how everything interacts and you're just um the answers will come I love that. much more clearly. Did you, what, am I right in understanding that you studied permaculture? I studied horticulture, horticulture. and then floristry. Okay. Um, so between, um, before I became a shaman, I was always with the plants. Mm. And now I look back and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah? Yes. Being started Just... by nature and working with the earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. You also have a, like, whenever I speak to you, you like you speak about even the patterns on, on your necklace you're wearing. Like the, yeah. Like, what, what's the terminology? Is it geometry? Sacred or geometry. Sacred geometry. Yeah. So you have a good, like, it's almost like a, a, a scientific understanding in a, in a deeper, I don't know if it is a science, is it? it that's it geometry, is, obviously. It's um, nature as well uh -huh. as science and maths. Um, I guess so much science because they're all nature, yeah, yeah. off each yeah. other. So if you look at the bottom of a pine cone, mm -hmm. it'll have a design in it the same as in a sunflower or in a rose unfolding, and that's a mathematical equation like mm -hmm. pi. Um, so once you start to see that very detailed mathematical equations are coming through in flowers and plants, you understand that reality is built in a way that actually makes a lot of sense. It has rules. There are boundaries, guidelines, science, maths, quantum physics. The earth is a very wise being that is creating within those guidelines. Yeah. So if you start to understand those guidelines and how energy works, then you can bloom mm -hmm. into your most bountiful being yes. within those same guidelines. I love it. Yeah. Super cool. What's I don't know if you can share this, but what's been your most fascinating spirit journey? Ooh, some like they go through phases. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this is just information. And then mm -hmm. I'll have one, I'll be like, oh wow, <laughs> I can't even explain like how amazing that yep. was. Um, there was one that was really beautiful uh, a couple of years ago, and it was about a planet. Um, the woman that came to me, she had been on a planet when it was destroyed mm -hmm. and then in this life, in this body, she had like 
the same wounds of like the planet being destroyed but it was like this amazing connection she had with the planet and it was like a heartache like she'd lost her home and it just it was so beautiful all of the imagery and it made me understand the way we are with the earth like mm-hmm. how much the earth loves us and how much we love the earth and that our body is part of the earth and really they're my most fascinating ones when the earth begins to tell you more about your body and what it's capable of and the functionality and how it links to the earth um, the meridian lines in your body are like the ley lines in the earth and we're all really one organism mm-hmm. and you know, our blood is like the rivers and it just keeps going deeper and deeper yeah you're just like wow it's yeah. amazing. It is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. I, I like I, I believe in God. I I I I find that's very empowering for me to have that belief and that makes sense. And how do you perceive it? Like when you hear God, like what does that mean to you? And how do you perceive all that side of things? Yeah, I find that people seem to have like um belief templates and often we'll be just using different language for the same energy. Like what I say, the universe, some people say source, but we're all talking about creator energy. Exactly. And so I don't feel any conflict with that. I don't mind the language difference. I love hearing different people's stories and I really enjoy speaking to religious people, especially because they're very committed to their beliefs and they're Mm -hmm. very strong in their focus. Um, and I, I don't feel like I've had discrimination against me from people like that. We tend to talk on the same mm-hmm. wavelengths and have the same kind of ethos. It's yes. just, just language. It's exactly. Different. Yeah. I, I love that approach. Like, I, I totally agree. It's, it's just an, this, we're, we're all talking about the same thing. We've just got a different name for it or a different label. Yeah. Um, and it's just what makes sense to, to the individual. And I'm, I, I don't identify as religious, I identify as spiritual. So yeah. that's why I, just, um, I see what you're doing is one of the most spiritual things as, as spiritual as a pastor because you're enriching people's lives, you're giving people a more full experience, which, you know, God would want anyone mm-hmm. to have. Like that's what we're here for. We're here to be all that we're meant to be. Yeah. So I, I love it. Yeah. Do you believe everyone on earth has a purpose? Yes, <clears throat> I do. Um very strongly, I believe that. Yeah. But I also have learned and seen that people have the potential to um, be within their purpose at different levels. So mm-hmm. if they're suffering and struggling, like they can be in their purpose but at a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. And if they're very open and abundant and blessed in their life, they can be meeting their purpose at a really high level. Mm-hmm. So it allows people to have a purpose which is like destiny or fate but also have their um will or their you know ability to change their life um unhindered as well mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. like a cage Got if you it. have a purpose it's um up to you what potential you take it to not that it's like gonna it's not pre drive you yeah, down a certain path uh-huh. yeah so I, I like that yeah that makes sense I would totally agree. So you, you would also say that people have the opportunity to step into that more and, and yeah. actually experience and create as yeah. much as they're willing to pursue, like that would yeah. be the way I'd, I'd yeah. do it. So I think that they will be in it whether they like it or not. Yes. Their purpose. yes. 
but it's up to them how far they take that yes. and how much they lean into it or pursue it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it feels like, you know, when people are like in their purpose and they're moving through it, it like it just feels so aligned with like everything, everything just lines up for them. So it yeah. happen nicely. And when people are fighting against it, they still like are on it and it's still happening, but they're just like struggling through yes. it all. Like, yes. Not wanting to participate. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like trying to get a, a tree that's designed to grow in a particular location, forced, like expecting to grow in a different location. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. It's got to be the right environment. Yeah. So I, I agree a thousand percent. What would be um, like something that for, for the times we're navigating right now where, like you said before, this is a real pivotal time on earth and, and a real transitional time, what would be some advice that you would give people right now to navigate these uncertain times and to really stay in their power? Yeah. I keep hearing people saying, I have no choice. I have to mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And I would like to tell people that is actually your choice. If, if you're saying, I have no choice, I have to do this, that is the choice you've made because you've chosen not to look at other options or find other avenues because that might be too hard. So just own it. Got it. That's good. <laughs> if you're feeling cornered and you're saying you have no choice, just own that choice. Yeah. Um, otherwise, be honest with yourself and say that you do have options and look at those other options. Because mm. it's um, getting sick of hearing it. Like, yeah. like, I have no choice. I'm like, well, I can sit here and lay out 10 or 20 different options for you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to sit there and fire them off as why each one isn't viable. Yeah. Um, but then you're not being honest. If you say you don't have a choice, how can I lay out all these options? Yeah. So they so, made their choice. Yeah. So they made their yeah. choice. So I feel like. People need to be honest with themselves yeah. in these times. Yes. Um, and stop saying they have no choice. Stop saying you've got no choice. Start visualising. Start looking <laughs> the pathways. Yes. And yep. often, like, if people say that something's not possible, all it means, or if someone's told you something's not possible, yep. all it means is they can't see a way. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree a thousand percent. So I don't know if that's advice or criticism. I, I think it's I think it's both. It's very it's exactly <laughs> what people need. <laughs> um, I've been really encouraging people to move from just worrying about what's present right now and move into creation. Like, yeah. what would you love to see on the other side of this? Yeah. And while I'm all like, I personally believe it's important for me. Like, my part is to educate people to a degree. You you shared something great with me. Kelly, you mentioned about how people will find the information and I don't need to be too consumed in sharing it, even though I do still get consumed in sharing because I'm like, I want people to know this. Yeah, you can um, still be an avenue for people to find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I genuinely feel like that's my path to a degree. Yeah. Um, but I'm also mindful to always then move into creation and possibility. Okay, this yeah. is present, but it's not. Like I, I always frame it from it's happening for, for our greatest good. It's happening for our... Uh, evolution our next level yeah so that's how i approach it um i i think that what did you say to me about you were sharing how you, like you, you said you said it so well you said people will find the information yeah and you don't I, have to I feel said, like you have to yeah always be i sharing. said that um 
the same information that's available to you is available to all those yes. people if they haven't found it because they don't want to see it. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you're sharing it to people that don't want to see it, they still won't see it. That's so true. <laughs> so true. So yeah. you putting it out there gives it um, gives people <clears throat> an avenue to find it that are looking for it. But if mm -hmm. people aren't willing to look, which is the same thing as saying there's no options, yeah, they just won't see it. Yeah. So just have to allow those people to not see it. Yes. And be <laughs> Don't get caught up on it. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. But that's sort of why I'm also like, I really want to focus on helping and supporting the people that need it the most. They're the people that are working on themselves and they're like, I understand there are pressures and there are restrictions and my life isn't going the direction I have planned because the world's changed now, mm -hmm. but I'm going to create new avenues. I'm going to create new pathways. I'm going to create other options because those people then create templates and platforms for others to follow. Yes. Um, whereas if you're with a client or with a friend or someone who's like, there's no option and you're laying all the options out, and they're just like, no, none of those are options. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're just like a lot, like you have amazing big energy that you can mm -hmm. give to people who are willing to receive it. Yes. But if people are not willing to receive it, it's just a dead end and it's like a waste of your energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how people will, they'll actually, I'm not sure if they pop up as tests. Yeah. Or but like I had a guy reach out to me recently. He's like, I really need a coach for next year. He's like, but I know what you believe in. He's like, so you're not the coach for me. And I was <laughs> okay. like, no worries. It's fine. Strange. Yeah, it was like, but then he kept going. He's like, then my grandma died. He's like, but I really need a coach, but you're not the coach for me because you believe this and this and this. Oh, and I was so like, no worries. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> and he kept coming back. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to shut this energy out. This is going to block you. Yeah, I definitely believe yeah. that there's interference energy. Mm -hmm. I've been experiencing that a bit lately mm -hmm. um, with just my life. And I'm like, I'm doing this. And this and this and this. And then mm -hmm. people come and go, well, you can't do that because of this. Well, you can't do that because of this. And you can't do that because of this. Yeah. All these blocks. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do that. And you just yeah. like push through it. Like if you're sure where you're going, people can't really interfere with it. But that is some of that kind of distraction, difference energy. And you usually get it when you're like in the expansion phase because it creates friction for people around you. Got it. When you're expanding, you're actually expanding your energy field and it like rattles or creates friction for people around you interesting the change affects them as well interesting and so then you get these people like you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that yeah you just I like, like that. clear that away yes. like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah okay well that's a beautiful way to describe because i you know often share with my clients when you take this new action be mindful things will pop up yeah and i call them tests yeah like to see test your commitment to your yeah. decision or your path yeah and it does solidify your focus when something comes up and says you can't do that and you're like yes i can yes and then you're like oh yeah i can it gives yeah. you that strength it, it absolutely yeah. does yeah. Test. yeah a thousand percent so i i asked this question to all of my guests i'm sure you've heard it because you've listened to my podcast before i don't know if you've listened right to the end or if you've got five minutes in you're like you turn this off oh. <laughs> <laughs> but either way um i always ask my guests if you could share a one-minute message with all of the world and you got access to the, all of the social media platforms right now and you could just speak to the hearts and minds of people, Yeah. what would you share? What would be your message to the world right now in this time? I would say that the most important <laughs> advice and information you can get is from yourself. Mm -hmm. 
um, intuition, receiving knowledge from yourself um, is the best way forward because you deeply know within the truth of yourself and the truth of your past and the truth of who you are and what you're here to bring. Um, people are often, and like with your coaching, what you're doing is helping people tap into that. So yes. People are often like getting advice here and there and there and there and there and there and there and, there and, there and trying to follow someone else's path and it's not their own path. Yeah. So tuning in to yourself and your truth will guide you to where you're meant to be. And I think everybody needs to bring it back to that now because there's so much information and there's so many complicated things going on around us. But if you just take a moment and you tune back into your heart center and into yourself and into your internal compass, like your inner guidance, yes. I think that will help us all move forward if we're receiving information from within about where we're meant to be and where we're going forward yes. and then we can all share that inner guidance like this is what i know my truth to be and this is where i'm going you can share that with other people and help support them as well i love that mm. yeah beautiful beautiful message and that's definitely something you've supported me with like tuning into my own intuition trusting myself more and it's it's freeing it's freeing and it feels like less resistance in life which is what we all want, I believe. Oh, yeah. We always want like more freedom. We want more, um, more ease. And um, while I don't encourage anyone to pursue ease, <laughs> like because that's an interesting path. That just gets you on. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but pursue. I would say pursue challenges that inspire you, and then that seems to make life work and yeah. experience ease as a byproduct. But I think that's just so so vital and. Would you say to listen to that intuition more? Yeah. You, you, I remember you mentioned cleansing as well, things yeah. like that. Is that so important? even with your diet and everything, you can do detoxing. Um, I found for myself um, I had to change the way I was eating because I, I was eating foods that were inflammatory and mm -hmm. it means you can't think properly. If you can't think properly, you can't tune into intuition. Got it. So clean body clean mind, yes. much easier to ground into your mm -hmm. intuition and into your inner knowing. But there's a lot of these little traps in society where, um, you know, you'll know what is right for you, but then all these little other things come in from outside. So that's also about having boundaries and creating, you know, that strength of your intuition and your inner guidance and that trust in it. And every time you trust it, and you take action on it, it will fortify your understanding of how valuable it is. And every time you don't trust it and then something happens, goes wrong, that can also help you as well Yeah. because you'll be like, oh, yeah, I should have listened to my intuition. Mm -hmm. So um, you can kind of even, I know some people that like write down, this is, you know, this is the guidance I got and then like take a little diary note on how things progressed when you went forwards with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or have some way of recording it and remembering so you can build up that strength of understanding. Yes, mm. very, very powerful. So would the practice be after a meditation, like come out of that and, and yeah. focus often, on? Often people will have their way of accessing the intuition meditating or just putting your feet on the ground and being in nature because mm -hmm. that clears your energy fields grounding yes um, is a great way of doing it if you don't have much time mm -hmm. 
and meditating is another great way of doing that just brings you back to your natural state mm-hmm. and when you're in your natural state you're able to listen to your body and listen to your heart and listen to your guidance um, when you're in a busy and frantic state that's not a good time to make decisions yeah because you can't hear the inner guidance yeah in that state so true so true well the guy I'm like my full name's ignatius i'm sure people know that on the podcast now ignatius. <laughs> exactly that's me yeah. um and saint ignatius who was named after I remember my mum telling this when i was a kid she was like he he always used to say never make decisions when you're too high or too low like always come back to a place yeah, when i was a little kid my mum used to tell me that and that stuck with me and now some of the best teachers i know such as yourself even you know you're saying yeah make sure you're grounding you're not making decisions from this frantic yeah it just doesn't work it, it doesn't no no yeah. and yeah i think that's just so so incredibly important kelly how can people connect with you and how do people do you do sessions online as well is that something yeah, flex- oh, you yeah. Do? i do um distance journeys so uh-huh. people overseas or in other places can connect with that way cool um so it's calandral.com yes and on the website there's information i've written up about my personal experiences and there are recordings of group guided journeys mm-hmm. and also yeah people can read lots of lovely feedback i've had from clients and there's just lots of content just you just have yeah. a good time on there i love that <laughs> delving into it all yes yeah yes super cool and and social media i know social media is an interesting thing nowadays yeah. <laughs> you're currently on instagram I, i'm on instagram yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i blocked my content for a little while they do that occasionally yeah. and then it comes back and they're all good again okay what, what's your name on instagram? um it's just at calandral Okay, okay. and wherever you're watching this will be links below, so let's go check those out. Um, I'm just so grateful for the work you're doing. Like, I really am, and it's um, it's been very – it's added a great dimension to my life getting to meet you. So thank you for everything you're doing. And um, Kelly was kind enough to bring me a box of mushrooms when she came over today, so I'm going to – Lion's mane. Lion's mane. So good. Gorgeous. Can't wait to get into it. Thanks so much for being here. No problem. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. Now, be sure to check out the incredible work our guest is up to in the world. You can access all their links below wherever you're listening to this. Also, the way you're going to really just maximize on the time you've invested listening to this podcast is by, first of all, committing to implementing at least two to three things, key ideas that really stirred something in you while you were listening to this. Write them down on paper and begin thinking about and committing to how you can implement these in your life because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Also, share this interview out with the people you care about. Talk about the ideas you've learned. That way, you support us in our mission to impact the world in a greater way. Guys, I am so grateful for your company in today's interview. I acknowledge you that you are an incredible being and you have so much potential. Yes, you do have an incredible purpose here on earth. And I really hope today's episode has sparked something in you to go out in the world and share your gifts on a greater level. My name is Nash Mackey, Rapid Breakthrough Personal Performance Coach, and I can't wait to connect with you in our next episode.